You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is is all about the importance of LinkedIn for your business. I'm super excited to have a friend and a very special guest with me, Mike Sheila. Let me tell you about him. He is an outsourced sales manager, keynote speaker, trainer, and the owner of Mike Sheila Consulting. His upcoming book contains the strategy he created to combine LinkedIn, emotional intelligence, networking, public speaking, leadership, and business development. He works with companies as well as individuals to help them make the best connections. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Nancy, I think you hit the nail right on the head. That was wonderful. I'm happy to be here today. Well, we are excited to have you here since you are definitely a LinkedIn expert. So let's kick off with the first question. You've successfully mastered LinkedIn, and you created a 12-point report of the must-haves for a profile. Can you share one to two of the most overlooked profile items from that report? The most important thing to understand about LinkedIn is that it works like a search engine. So when people go to look for you on LinkedIn, you, you want to do two things. First, you want to make sure that your profile is as full and complete as possible. And there's a little blue button on the right side of your profile when you're in edit mode that suggests all the different sections that you can update. And you want to make sure that you have something in as many of those sections as is reasonable. Now, for example, one of the options is adding a patent. Most people don't have a patent. So you're not going to add that one. But a lot of the other ones are like what language do you speak you know just simply adding that you speak english makes your profile more complete than other people on linkedin and will move you up search rankings when people go to look for you or vendors like you i've never even thought about adding just my own basic language that's really cool any other thing that people kind of overlook how about pictures i've seen some really goofy pictures what are your thoughts <laughs> on pictures I have a lot of thoughts. We could do an entire segment just on those. But in, in the simplest format, for the most part, having a picture is better than not having a picture. But you really want the profile picture to be done by a professional. And I won't go into all the other not-to-dos, but keep that simple. Make the $100 investment in your career and have a professional photographer take your headshot. And then in addition to that, most people don't realize that in the background is a banner photo. And just, again, putting any picture there is great. But I recommend really utilizing it. It is one of the most valuable pieces of real estate on your profile. And if you want to optimize that, if you take a look at my profile, you'll see that mine has my company logo, 
It has my website, it has my email, and it has my phone number. I make it really easy for potential clients to get in touch with me, and I've also optimized that picture for mobile so that when you look at my profile on the LinkedIn app on your phone, you can clearly read all of the content, and it's not obscured by my profile picture, or it's not shrunk down and unreadable. Yes, I just checked my own prof- profile and realized it's way unreadable, and yours is so much better. And you know what, Mike? Why don't you spell your last name? Because people probably, it sounds different than it's spelled. So why don't you spell it so people can check you out on LinkedIn? Absolutely. I always tell people I'm very Googleable once you know how to spell my name. It's S-H-E-L-A-H. So pronounced Sheila, but spelled S-H-E-L-A-H, listeners. So Correct. check them out for sure and model some of the great stuff. So, Mike, what are, your, what are some of your favorite functions in LinkedIn? Maybe something people don't even know exist. That they don't know exist? Ooh, a juicy one. Sure. I am a huge advocate of joining LinkedIn groups. And if you go to the top right-hand section of your LinkedIn profile, you have a drop-down box that shows you all the different tabs that you can go into. Jobs is one, and groups is another. And when you join a LinkedIn group, it does so many wonderful things for you. First, it could serve as a mastermind group. So if you have a business problem and you need an answer, you can join a group that specializes in that subject, and you can get tons of incredibly valuable free feedback on how to overcome that business challenge. So from a productivity standpoint, that, that's a gold nugget on LinkedIn because we could go broke hiring all the experts and coaches out there, but you can go to any forum in a group, ask your question, and you'll get several great answers, and you'll build great new connections with it as well. And what I love about groups in addition to that is it allows you to post content to position yourself as a thought leader or a subject matter expert in your field. It allows you to answer questions that other people have posted to position yourself as a leader. And when you join a LinkedIn group, it gives you the ability to message fellow group members. So if you have a free LinkedIn account, you're not paying, you can message up to 15 different people every month so long as you share a group with them on LinkedIn. Wow, that's great advice. And I'm actually going to ask you about LinkedIn Premium before we do that, but how do – I've joined several groups, and it's just people promoting themselves one after another without a lot of engagement. Have you found groups that have better engagement versus just a a bulletin board to to promote people's stuff? Yeah, and the group is really driven by – the administrator, the people that design the group. Some groups are very restrictive and they're very controlling of their content. Some groups are very open and it's trial and error. You can join up to 100 groups on LinkedIn. The nice thing is you are not committed to a group. So once you join it, if it's not serving your purpose, if you're not driving value out of it, then leave it and pick another one. Awesome. So what are your thoughts on LinkedIn Premium versus free? For the longest time, I told people, don't waste your money. And a couple of years ago, LinkedIn made some pretty significant changes that compelled me to pay for a premium account. So there are three reasons in my mind to have a premium account over a free account. The first one is on a premium account, 
you can do unlimited criteria searches. So if you're looking for a client, you're looking for a vendor, you're looking to hire a new employee, all of those, you can do unlimited searches. On a free account, you can only do about 30 or 40 each month. And after you reach your cap, it'll only show you the top three results. So maybe you did a search that returned 100 people, but it'll only show you the top three. So that's my first one. The second one is on a premium account, it lets you see every person that has looked at your profile. And this can be a great way to find potential clients, find potential business partners, find potential opportunities, and just keep in track of who you've engaged and spoken to recently. On a free account, depending on how you have it set up, you can either see either the last five or you can't see any at all. And then the last value that a premium account gives you is in-mail. So I mentioned that you can message people directly so long as you share a group with them. Well, if you don't share a group, in-mail allows you to message a specific number of people each month, even if you're not connected to them. So it can be an extra value if you don't have a strong connection to introduce you. It's a good way to put your foot in the door and begin establishing a professional relationship. And depending on which platform you buy will dictate how many in-mails you get each month. That is awesome. Great, great tips. So some people only accept requests from people they know, specifically my husband. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts about accepting LinkedIn connections from strangers versus people you know? So there's a few school of thoughts on accepting requests. There's what you just described with your husband. They only take them from people that they know. And I think that does harm to people. Now, the opposite extreme of that is what's called a LinkedIn lion, a LinkedIn open networker. And in fact, if you search the term lion on LinkedIn, you'll get a bunch of hits because people will put it in their profile. And I don't believe in that either because it's really hard to cultivate those relationships. So when I get a connection request from somebody I don't know, and, and by the way, as policy, LinkedIn says don't connect to people if you don't know them. And if you attempt to connect to too many people that you don't know, LinkedIn will restrict your account. So that, that's one reason not to send those messages. But when you get them, here's my criteria. One of my clients, one of my client types is human resources. So if an HR director reaches out to me, I accept the connection request because that's opportunity. That's my first criteria. My second criteria is if I look at our mutual connections, is there some common theme? Like, did we all go to the same college? Did we all go, we all part of the same fraternity? Do we all live in the same neighborhood? If I can detect a theme from our mutual connections, then I'll accept. But if I don't have either of those, LinkedIn gives you a great alternative when you look at your prospective connections, there's a manage all button. Now this is not on mobile, this is only on your PCs or your laptops. But when you're looking at your pending invitations, if you click manage all, you get a third option that you can reply to the person. And I use the same reply every time. It's hello name, thanks for reaching out. I don't believe we've met before. What about my profile interested you in connecting? And typically I get one of three things from that. 
I get no response, so after three business days, if they don't respond, I delete the request. Because really, if you sent me a connection request and I respond to you and you can't respond to me within three business days, how likely is it that we can really help one another? So that's the first criteria. The second criteria that I'll get is they give me a really reason. Hey, I saw you speak at such and such event. My friend Bob said I should talk to you. Your profile looks really interesting. They give you something of substance. And then the third one is what I kindly refer to as the verbal vomit. And I actually got one of these yesterday. <laughs> Gentleman responded to me and said, you know, I, I do refinancing and funding, and I do this and I do that, and it was all about what he does. And I'm like, well, that doesn't answer my question. You're just telling me everything that you do. So you and I actually had this conversation before with this exact same question, and I found it difficult to actually track how many days have gone by before somebody responded or not. Do you have a trick for that? I, I don't, other than... If you look the uh, – when you have them sitting in your queue, you can go to message them again, and it will show when you sent the last message. Oh, you know what? That's what I was doing wrong because they forward to my Gmail. I've got the mm-hmm. alerts set on so I get the notices because I love just having one email system even though all my, <laughs> my other emails forward to it. I need to answer them in LinkedIn. Duh. Yes. That's so obvious, huh? Yeah. That's really <laughs> okay. the easiest way to do it. Yep, that solved that problem. Cool. So, hey, tell us about your upcoming book. How did you decide to combine all of those awesome topics? That's like six things into one book. Well, it, it's really it's 20 years of being in sales in corporate America. When I started Mike Sheila Consulting, it was very specifically about teaching people how to use LinkedIn. And over the last couple of years, I've put a tremendous amount of time into improving myself, developing myself, personally, professionally. And in that journey, in that exploration, I've realized how interconnected all those things are. Emotional intelligence leads to better sales. It leads to better leadership. It leads to better networking. And you can use emotional intelligence and apply it to your LinkedIn. And you can use smart sales tactics and apply that to LinkedIn. And a lot of the tactics that I teach people in LinkedIn are very fundamental. I've had people say to me, well, Mike, what are you going to do when LinkedIn goes away? Because, you know, on the one hand, I don't think it ever will. But on the other hand, nobody uses MySpace anymore. So very practically, (laughs) what happens when that platform goes away? And what I tell people is the strategies and the tactics don't change. The platform will. So all the components that I teach in LinkedIn will be transferable to whatever becomes the next trending platform. I think LinkedIn is going to be around for a while, but then again, I thought BlackBerry would be around for a while. (laughs) Do you have a date when the book is going to come out? It's going to be Q1 of 2018. It was originally supposed to be Q4 of 2017, but I have... I did my thank you email to all my LinkedIn clients the day after Thanksgiving. It's something I like to do just to reflect on what I have to be grateful for. 
And I started putting in the emails of all the people I've worked with. I'm like, wow, I worked with a lot of people these last 90 days. And that's what's been filling my time. And what I want to do is I'm working on a couple of larger strategic clients that will give me the chance to shift gears and devote some more time to the book and less time to the one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. And I anticipate that that's going to happen in Q1 of 2018. Uh, plus, I'm going on a cruise. So. <laughs> oh, cool. Where are you going? Somewhere down in the Caribbean. It's something that my wife planned, and I'm grateful that she took charge on this. Normally, I'm the one that's planning things, but she's so excited and so passionate about it. I'm just a happy bystander. You know, I'm going on a cruise with my mom in April through the Panama Canal and some other places, and she just took care of all that as well. So <laughs> it's nice just being the plus one, right? Yes, very nice. A pleasant change of pace. Good for you. Well, before I ask you my standard question, I'm sure people are thinking, okay, great, I'm going to improve my profile. I'm going to connect with, with strangers as, as it's a good fit. How do I put this all together and actually make money and get new business from LinkedIn. What's your advice for that? When I do my seminars, I do two specific themes. The first one is connect and cultivate, and the second one is leverage borrowed trust. So with connect and cultivate, we talked about that a little bit. You make that connection on LinkedIn. So you've got 500 connections, you've got 1,000, you've got 2,000, you've got 5,000. Then what? You need to be intentional about engaging your network. And the notification button on LinkedIn is a simple way to do that. Every day, LinkedIn tells you who in your network has a job anniversary, started a new job, or has a birthday. That's three touches, potentially three touches every year for your network. Now, a minimum one touch every year because not everybody puts their birthday in. But you can touch every person in your network one to three times per year. And it will take you 30 seconds. When you come to my seminar, I'll show you how to make it simple, repeatable, so that you're not spending your whole day just congratulating people and wishing them a happy birthday. And do you personalize that note, or do you just click the... Uh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. One of, I have this whole series I do called the ABCs of LinkedIn. And my first ABC is always be connecting. And then my second ABC is always be customizing. Oh, and my good. third ABC yep. is always be cultivating. Excellent. Well, those are really um, – and I, I bet you're, you have something kind of a structure, because this is what I would do as a productivity expert. I would have three pre-written kind of standard stuff, for one for birthday, one for anniversary, one for new job, and then I would just Absolutely. customization. Is that what you do? I have a template. All I have to do is cut and paste the name in the year. Good. Good. That's awesome. Okay, Mike, you ready for the fun question everybody gets? Absolutely. If you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours instead of 24, Mike, how would you spend your extra hour? Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I was so I, I, thinking you were going to say connecting more, but uh, that's funny. Okay, tell us about sleeping. Well, it's funny. When I was in corporate America, 
and I think a lot of your audience can appreciate this. I did what I needed to do to get the job done, but I, I didn't overwork. I, was, I used to have colleagues that would tell me they worked till 7 or 8 o'clock at night or they spent all day Saturday working on something. I'm like, they do not pay us enough for this. I don't care what your role is. But since I've become self-employed, since I work for myself now, I get into these grooves where I'm just going all out. You know, my day typically starts at 6 a.m., and it typically stops at 10 p.m. There's very little pause in the middle of all that. And I greatly appreciate even an extra 20 minutes in bed some mornings. <laughs> That's the nice thing about being an entrepreneur. We wake up when we want to. We work with who we want to. I love working with people that inspire me. That's really, really cool. But sleep, yes, definitely important for sure. I'm a big emotional intelligence fan, and one of the things that practically every EQ book I've read has said is as people, we don't give ourselves a chance to recharge during the day. So we, we, everybody's heard you hit that wall around 2 o'clock. Do yeah. you know why? Because your brain is literally saying, please give me 15 minutes and we can get back to work. But we muscle through that. We'll drink a coffee. We'll take an energy drink. We'll do 10 other things instead of just giving ourselves 15 minutes. And that little 15-minute chunk can do so much to enhance your productivity because if you don't do it, your productivity declines sharply. Oh, yeah. No matter what trick you use to get yourself through, reward yourself. You're, you're working your tail off. Give yourself 15 minutes when that moment strikes in the afternoon and you need a recharge. That is so true. Cool. So, Mike, um, for people who would like to work more closely with you, how can they connect with you? Well, I am very socially present. Certainly, they can go to my LinkedIn profile. You'll find me on Twitter at Mike Sheila. You'll find me on Instagram at Mike Sheila. I have a business page, Mike Sheila Consulting, on Facebook. And my email is super simple. It's Mike at MikeSheila.com. But all of that is on my website as well as my LinkedIn page. Awesome. And is there anything else you want to add that I didn't think to ask you? I encourage people to reach out to me and ask me questions. My biggest thrill is when somebody messages me on LinkedIn and says, hey, I heard you on Nancy's podcast and loved it. You're going to get engagement. You're going to get great engagement from me. I'm going to answer your questions. I'm going to go out of my way to help you because I love the audience. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Mike, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of great actionable tips, productivity tips, um, amazing show. Listeners, I just added some rapid results days on my calendar for Q1. This is where you and I work together in just one day to accelerate your business instead of coaching week by week, which can take several months. Go to nancygaines.com slash rapid results to learn more. And if you love this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. 
That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.